Today is the 50th anniversary of the ending of the coronavirus. Masks and disinfectants are tools of the past, but we're not forgotten. Hey Grandma, today in the history lesson we were talking about the coronavirus because exactly 50 years ago the world was officially free of the pandemic. You were about my age when it happened, weren't you? How was that? Yes, Michelle, that's true. Me and Yelena were just as young as you are now when the virus first hit us. Ah, I remember that time very well. That is something I will never ever forget. You want to hear the story? Maybe you'll hear things that the teacher hasn't told you. Yes, absolutely. When exactly did it start? Well, it started in China and Wuhan on December 31, 2019. They suspected the virus originated from an infected bat that was eaten by humans. Days later, researchers in China identified a new virus that had infected dozens of people in Asia. The government in China was in the process of preventing a greater outbreak. But because of the Chinese New Year, people were traveling all over the world. Yes, and because of all the traveling, the virus easily spread all over the world. And later on, the World Health Organization labeled the coronavirus a pandemic. But that was such an unbelievable thing at the time, because it seemed so far away, yet it came closer by the day. Did you experience it the same, Suzanne? Can you remember it well? Yes, I remember that day very well. It was the last time for a very long time that I enjoyed a drink with friends in a restaurant. Because three days later, on March 15, the gym, the cafes, the schools and everything got closed. Yes, that was the day our world got into a lockdown. You guys probably know what it is, right? It's when the government decides it's necessary to close everything in order to help the public safety. The government advised to keep one and a half meter distance, distance, to wash your hands often and and to not shake hands. Well, for your information, not everything was closed. We could still go grocery shopping. People were afraid they would uh, close the grocery store too. So people decided to buy huge amounts of toilet paper. It's fun to see what people do in a crisis. (laughs) I still remember the day we were getting our books because school was afraid that the lessons might not continue at school. We didn't exactly know what was going to happen. I didn't feel real at the time yet. Did you experience that too? Yes, I can still remember the day. We didn't know if we were going to have school online or half days or completely at school or no school at all. It was a very uncertain time. That is so hard to imagine. Our whole life needed some change because we needed to come in contact with other people as least as possible. So most our school went online. For you that might seem not as big of a deal, but for us it was very unusual. That was the first time we came in contact with Zoom. We probably used it all the time now. Luckily we were already used to technology, but for all the teachers and parents it was very hard. Yelena, how did you experience the online lessons? At first, it seemed like the perfect solution, but I learned later that it was very difficult for me to focus on my work, and I preferred physical lessons. Also, not being able to see my friends at school was not fun. Even though it was not fun, I had nothing to complain, because the situation was getting grimmer by the minute. The situation was indeed hard. The hospitals were overcrowded. The number of corona patients increased daily, and the death toll also continued to rise. On the top of that, there weren't enough facilities to test people for the virus, so we didn't exactly know how many people were infected. Even though the situation worsened around us, our school realized online school wasn't working properly, so our school decided to switch to half days. So we were going 40 days a week to school, but instead of 8 hours, we had 4 hours of school a day. But we had to make schoolwork at home, of course. It's like homework, but more. You guys think you have it hard with your homework, right? But imagine double that. The reason our schools decided this was because they couldn't fully open the schools. That would cause too many people to be at the same place at once. And that was advised not to, like we said earlier. Uh, That was also why classes were split in two groups. 
the morning group and the afternoon group. This way it was easy to maintain the population at school and give proper education. Our school decided this, but it wasn't for every school the same. Other schools were way bigger than ours, and this situation was still not as it were before. The situation was very shocking. I wouldn't even be able to explain it to you. Imagine Remembrance Day, but without people on the dam. Things started to look better, though. Yes, uh, the restrictions were loosened by the government, and there were more test streets available. In July, we headed towards the end for the, of the first corona week. The catering industry was finally allowed to go open again. Life seemed to get back to normal. Yes, at that time, things started to get better again. We were allowed to go to small events. But when we were traveling in public public transport, we were obligated to wear a mask at all times. Grandma, did you go on a vacation in 2020 or weren't you allowed to go? You were allowed to go on a vacation abroad, but many people decided to stay in their home country. As a result, many campings were overcrowded with people who decided to take a vacation within the country's borders. They were afraid of the virus, so decided to stay home. Not everyone, though. Many people still traveled abroad, which caused some problems later on. But to answer your question, yes, I went on a vacation to France. You didn't notice much of the coronavirus, but you uh, had to wear a mask in stores. And you, Yelena? I didn't go on a vacation at all. I stayed at home and had a lovely summer with my friends and worked a lot. My parents chose to stay here because they didn't want to risk getting the virus. Yelena mentioned it already. The traveling caused problems because the virus had spread all over the world again. By the time it was August, the cases were sky high again and people were working on a vaccination. It was a very serious problem that had already cost 1 million people's lives globally by September. A very depressing milestone. More bad news followed. There was something wrong with one of the vaccines. Do you remember what was wrong? Yes, I think I do. I remember the vaccine AstraZeneca had a complication in the process of being tested. A test person got sick, so they needed to review if the vaccine could still be used. There was a huge setback. Yes, indeed. It was a huge setback because in October, the health department declared a second wave. We were back at square one. We thought we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. The vaccine Pfizer was accepted into the last phase of testing. That meant we were getting closer to our cure. That good news was followed with more bad news. People were excited about spending the holiday season with their loved ones, but that was too big of a risk um, of exposure to the virus. I love the holidays. You do too, right? Yes, of course. I love spending the holidays with you guys, eating food, uh, watch a movie, get present, play board games, and spend quality time with my friends and family. It was already a bummer that we couldn't spend holidays with our family, and on top of that, there was more bad news. They decided to switch back to online school after a few months of normal school. The normal school lesson started directly after the end of the summer break and up until December. After the holiday break, we restarted online school. In the beginning of December, the government decided to limit personal visits. Uh, we were only allowed to be visited by, I thought, a max of two persons a day. So spending the holidays with uh, friends and family was an option. We were back in the lockdown. You remember the fireworks show we went to last year, right? Yes, that was very impressive. That is probably a very dangerous job, don't you think? Can you imagine that people lighted fireworks by themselves? But after 2020, the government decided to uh, ban amateur fireworks. You might think that has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but it was actually the reason for this law. They thought that if people were lighting fireworks on New Year's Eve, that they would crowd together to watch it happen. And that, my children, was, as you know, not a reasonable option. It was also because the hospitals were still overcrowded with corona patients that they couldn't handle even more accidents. 
So fireworks were out of the question because they bring risk of injuries. After all that bad news, we finally received some good news. In January of 2021, the first vaccinations were administered. That was reason to believe we were on our way to a new normal. You may see a pattern here. All the good news is followed by bad news. Uh, in, the case, uh, in this case, we're talking about the government installing our curfew. <laughs> the curfew meant you weren't allowed to go outside between the hours of 9, uh, 9 and 4.30 a.m. Can you guys imagine getting a fine of being outside between these hours? We couldn't even walk outside at night without a dog. The system wasn't always flawless. Many people started walking their dog on times they normally never would. There are many examples of where the rules weren't clear or were open for debate. For example, you can go visit a family of four people as a couple, but the family can't visit you because you were only allowed to have two visitors. But when you were allowed to be in the same room as your classmates without the mask on, but the moment you stepped outside, you had to keep your distance. And because people didn't abide by the rules of the government, was forced to install strict rules. That is also what was so crazy about this whole situation, and people knew how bad the virus was spreading, but yet still didn't follow the rules that were set. Behind all the craziness was also some good news. The government started making a list of who was going to get vaccinated and when they were going to be vaccinated. Oh yeah, I remember. They wanted to do the elderly first because they were the most vulnerable to the virus. Their immune system was less than optimal than that of the younger generations. So the first vaccines were given to the people in retirement homes and people with healthcare issues, followed by the healthcare workers. The list also contained the birth years of the people that were going to be vaccinated next. They started at the top and the list went down to the younger years. You were your age at that time, so we only got vaccinated until very long after. The pattern that we spoke about earlier is still going, because this news was again followed by bad news. The bad news this time was that the mutations of the coronavirus started appearing over the world. Do you remember where? There were many versions of the virus. Um, the British, South African, Brazilian, Indian, Colombian and the Californian. Luckily, not every uh, version reached our country and infected people. What versions did affect you? Uh, mainly the British and South African versions. Uh, the older weren't as prominent in our country. After the vaccinations, was this the end of the virus? No, not at all. The vaccination program takes a lot of time. They hoped that after 10 months, everyone above 18 was vaccinated. Wow, I didn't know it took so long. It was a cure, though. No, even if you were vaccinated, you could still get it, though. You were only protected for 95%, so unless the rest was vaccinated, you could still pass the virus to other people. The world also reached a sad milestone. The pandemic had lasted for over a year already. Oh, I thought you were going to mention the other sad milestone at the time. Oh, what did I forget? That the pandemic had costed 2 million lives globally already? Oh, of course, so many people if you think about it. It was March, and as you know, at the end of March, the time changes from wintertime to summertime. So, naturally, the curfew that we told you guys about was also changed to an hour later. It was now from 10 to 4.30 instead of 9 to 4.30. The change wasn't in effect for long, because at April 28, the curfew was removed again. Wow, you remember the date so well. Impressive. Yeah, I still remember the day well. Wait, wasn't April 28th an important day? Yes, not only the curfew was lifted, but also the terraces opened again from 12 to 6. Oh yeah, the shops opened that day too, right? <laughs> yes, I was about to say that. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no problem, I do that to you all the time. Due to the fact that more people were getting vaccinated, the higher education was now also opened. Yeah, for them it was a little different. They hadn't gone to school for almost a year now. Were you allowed to sport though? Well, in May they allowed people to sport in groups again. Before that it wasn't allowed. Around that time the outdoor cafes opened for longer, right? 
It was a little bit later, but sure. Interrupting again? Sorry, bad habit. How did you keep yourself busy during this time? At the beginning, it was really boring because we couldn't do much. Yeah, I started so many hobbies out of boredom. Yeah, I w- never walked so much in my life as during the lockdown. I normally never bike, but then it seemed so fun. Did you pick up any new hobbies, Jelena? No, not really new hobbies. But I started inline skating so much. Beca- before the lockdown, I did maybe 50 kilometers per year. And now I did that per week. Wow, cool. Didn't you need physical therapy after so much exercise? Yes, I hurt my knee. Luckily in May, all those occupations opened again, so I could get help. Well, that's great. But didn't you have regular school this whole year? No, not regular school. But the 5th of June, all high schools reopened. So we were back to regular school. Wow, you really studied all the days, huh? Yeah, I just have a good memory. (laughs) Keep in mind though, children, regular school wasn't really regular like you know. We still had to wear masks outside of the classroom and wash our hands regularly. You remember the time you ripped your jeans while we were getting lunch? Don't tell the children that, I'm embarrassed. And besides the incident, we were happy to go out again. We went to the cinema right after lunch, right? I can't remember the film we watched. I do. Of course you do, you brainiac. We saw the film James Bond, No Time to Die. Wow, are you guys that old? That came out so long ago. Ouch, I feel offended. I still feel like a 17-year-old. That was such a fun day. We ended the day by shopping, right? Yes, but remember the lines in front of the store? They were huge. I think we went only to two stores. Yes, it was crazy how long people were willing to wait for just to shop. Couldn't you guys just shop online? Yes, you could, but uh, shopping in real life is so much more fun. By now, people your mom's age were already getting vaccinated. So more and more things were opening again. We were allowed more guests. I didn't quite know how much. Yes, I do remember. (laughs) Of course you do. You always do. I thought we were allowed to have four guests. I remember amusement parks were reopened too. Yes, yes, that's true. Do you guys go to Wallaby often? (laughs) No, Grandma. That park has been closed for several years now. Oh, that's such a bummer. In our generation, everybody went to Wallaby. Yes, the good old times. Remember when we did our school trip to Wallaby? That was so fun. Yes, I remember that. Because we couldn't go to amusement parks, we were both so dizzy after only one ride in a roller coaster. Ah yes, we had zero tolerance again. The summer of 21 was the last year Corona was really visible in our lives. I remember that summer like it was yesterday. We were finally free again. Yes, we could finally go to parties again after one and a half years of boredom. I couldn't even imagine how bored you must have been. Well, I wasn't really the partying type, and on top of that, some people had lost family and friends to the virus. Yes, if you look at it from that perspective, we were really lucky and had nothing to complain about. The world lost many people to the virus, so that we couldn't go shopping, for example, isn't comparable to losing friends and family. I wouldn't want to think of a world where you aren't in it. Uh, Me too. Envision a world where you guys would have to stop doing things you are used to doing, like shopping. Partying, sporting, going to a museum or amusement park... Watching a film at the cinema. To summarize, doing fun things. Would you guys stop doing all that just to save some old people like us? You are not that old. And yes, we totally would. Where would I be without my puzzle buddy or to play tennis with on vacation? Ah, that's so heartwarming. I would miss you guys too. Was this the end of the virus? Oh, are you bored yet? Do you want me to stop? No, not at all. I'm very interested. I was just wondering what happened next. Okay, I will tell you the rest of the story. So to answer your question, in the one winter of uh, 2027, researchers found a sample of the virus that looked similar to the coronavirus. 
The government had been prepared for this day for years. After the coronavirus, they came up with a plan so that they would never have to be so unprepared. The first protective measures were already in place to make sure that the possibly new virus couldn't spread as fast. You had to wear a mask again in public transport and an evening curfew was also installed. But luckily it didn't last long. I think it uh, was only for five weeks? After a lot of research in those weeks, the government came to the conclusion that the Russians were behind a bio-attack to take over the world. Well, it wasn't that dramatic, but sure. It was a weapon they wanted to use in a war, but after an incident in the Russian lab, the virus escaped and was found by Dutch researchers. Luckily, the bioweapon wasn't fully done yet, so the virus wasn't very effective. That's why, after it was destroyed by the Dutch researchers, it was no longer a problem, and we could recontinue our lives. This was a very scary time for us. We had such bad experiences from the last time, so we didn't want to go through that again. I remember hearing that and I cried so hard for a couple hours. I really didn't want to go back to a time like that. Even though the Netherlands were well prepared, the rest of the world didn't see a problem yet. Yes, that was so naive. But there were some countries who were prepared. Of course, Britain did. It even better than our government did. They were so good prepared. (laughs) They even helped us with researchers and money and virologists to help speed up the process of finding out information about the newfound virus. We were forever grateful for the help, because without them we would probably be in a much longer lockdown. You guys sing British Hero every year on Corona Remembrance Day, right? That was Britain as a thank you to the British government for helping us that time. You could say it's an important day when your government writes a song about it. <laughs> I still envision Mark Rutte writing a song, and every time I laugh so hard. Yes, I also think about that when I heard a song. I think about that time every once in a while, but especially on Remembrance Day. Yes, the day brings back many memories, because for us it was quite an eventful time, something you will never forget. You guys also have photo books at that time, or other stuff perhaps. Yelena and I still have a box of corona-related stuff laying in the attic. Oh, cool. Can we go see it? Yes, of course. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> I thought it was over here. Oh, okay. We'll help you find it. Oh, look. Here it is. Look, a fountain disinfection spray. Whoa, what do you use that for? I'll show it to you. Let's go to the table. We used to clean our tables with the spray before we go into our classroom. I can't remember the time we actually did it, but... No, we never did it, but we were asked to do it. Grandma, what's next in the box? Well, we have disinfection gel. It is the same as the spray, except this one was used for hands. You can try it if you want. Well, this smells funny. What's that blue thing at the bottom of the box? That's a mask. We wore it all the time during the pandemic. How am I supposed to wear it? You put the elastic bands behind your ears and bend the metal part around your nose. This way it's fitted to your face and you couldn't affect other people. Like this? Look, Grandma, I look like Superman with a mask. <laughs> yes, my dear, you look great. Well, let's close the box for now. And hopefully you guys don't have to tell your grandchildren a similar story. No, I hope not. It sounds horrible. Let this stay in the past. Speaking of the past, it's already ten past twelve, so let's get you guys to bed. Sure, I'm feeling very tired. Let's do a story time again soon. Yes, very soon. I have a very funny story about a crazy president, but that, my children, is a story for another time.